Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Dirty dogs and crazy cats. Class is in session, as the intro told you, with the bell and everything. It's a school theme. So Nick and I are excited because today on the New School of Success, we have a very powerful statement that is going to change your life. It's going to change your shit. It's going to turn it upside down and make a lot of things clear for you. Um, and that quote, that saying is, if you don't change it, you choose it. So let that simmer in. But real quick. Nick and I, we love when you guys show us love. We love hearing from you guys. And so every week, we are going to feature a review and give a shout out and show some love to the reviewer. So, Nick, who are we highlighting this week, my friend? I mean, I wish I would know, I, I could know what this person's actual name is, but uh, as iTunes goes, they, they kind of make silly little nicknames. Their name is Koala Lover 34. So, Koala oh. Lover. Thank you very much for the review that will follow these next words. The review says, and uh, take notes, people, because we love, our egos really do love to be petted. So this why we do what we do for the reviews. <laughs> it's very true. Um, the review says, first off, headline, the new school rules. Woo! I, agree. I, I agree, Koala Lover. It says, this podcast is awesome, exclamation point. Julian and Nick are a great team and funny as hell, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's amazing that this content is free. I agree. Mm. I agree. Great to listen to at work. And now I'm feeling motivated and worthy of pursuing my, all my goals. Ready to unlock the greatness within me. Thanks to these guys. Keep rocking it. And oh. we shall. We shall keep rocking it, Koala Lover. Thank you so much for leaving us a review. And uh, again, take notes, folks, that if not left us a thoughtful review, now you get, get this awesome chance to have one of us read it out loud on the podcast for the billions of people that listen to this podcast yes. every week. Yes, yes. So we and, really, and, really and appreciate it. Public service announcement. All koala love should be consensual. That has to, that shouldn't go without saying. So consensual koala lover, thank Correct. you for that review. That means thank a lot. You for, so, thank you for being responsible with your koala love. <laughs> we really appreciate that. It's, it's, it's 2019, people. Yes, let's be woke. Let's and be woke. Uh, <laughs> with that in mind, <laughs> you, before... <laughs> What are you going to say there, Nick? Uh, nothing. Before Julian tossed it over to me and things got silly while we were reading that awesome review um, that actually exists. You can go and scroll and look at it. I didn't just make that up. They said that about us. Um, he mentioned a powerful quote that I agree is probably going to change some lives out there because one, it's catchy. And two, if you break down the words within it, it's absolutely true. And that quote was, if you don't change it, you choose it. So I'm going to kick it back to my bald-headed friend across the way there and allow him to go a little bit more in depth and give you a little more info about what he means by saying, if you don't change it, you choose it. Julian, you have the floor. Damn it, Nick. There's a lot of people out there that don't know I'm bald, and now, now the secret's out of the bag, people. Damn it. Okay. I was told I have a very, very thick-haired voice, but mm. I guess uh, the gods have... The gods have shown favor upon Move me. it along. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so if you don't change it, you choose it. And so the reason why I love this quote is because it's very easy to look at the undesirable parts of our life, our problems, our obstacles, our, our, our 
our bad habits, our limitations, and take this very passive victim approach like, ah, this is happening at me, woe is me, like this very passive, like I'm not actively choosing to keep this in my life, it's happening at me, I wish it would go away, I hope I get lucky one day, and it does. I've been guilty of that, Nick, I know you have in certain areas of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. And what, what Nick and I were talking about before this is like a perfect example is like if your light bulb burns out, by not changing the light bulb, you are choosing to live in that darkness. It's very easy to be like, whoa, is me. The light bulb burnt out. The light bulb, like my circumstances stink. Like I wish the light bulb would fix itself. Or I like, but that, pass, that passive lack of change it's, it's actually you actively choosing something that you really don't deserve, right? You don't deserve to live in a room without a light bulb, mm -hmm. but by not changing it, you're choosing the darkness. And Right. You're voluntarily saying, I prefer the darkness to the light that this light bulb could bring me. And I mean, that obviously is a metaphor for anything else in life. If, mm -hmm. if it's your job that you're complaining about, or if it is your, your uh, physical state, or if it's your relationship, and you're complaining about it and you're saying like, you know, this, this thing is happening to me. Hopefully it, it turns around. Hopefully my circumstances change. Yeah. But if, if you're not doing anything about it to, to change that, because you are the change agent, you are the person that is powerful and the, the cause of whatever effects you have in life, you're choosing yeah. to be the cause of the circumstances that tend to keep repeating themselves. And you might sit there, and have a little mental argument with us. I'm like, well, no, no, like I, I, I got to keep my job because it, it pays the bills. But again, if the, the circumstance that you don't like in front of you is the job and you're not changing that job, that means you're choosing to stay there. Even if it is you're rationalizing that I need the job to put the food on the table, like there's other ways to make money. Let's, let's all brighten up and, and acknowledge that. So yes, if you're not actively and consciously making the choice and bringing your power back to yourself and saying, I have some, some say in this, then you are then shifting to the other side of it and saying, okay, I'm choosing to stay here, which is no bueno. I mean, that's not a fun place to be in. Right, Julian? It is not a good place to be in. And I'll give you a personal example, right? Like there was a point in my life, I had lost my mom to breast cancer. I was in a very depressed place. Mm -hmm physically, mentally, psychologically, right? I was medicated, all this stuff. And one of the things, like, my lifestyle was one of the most depressing parts of my depression, right? Like, yeah, I lost my mom and I missed her. Mm -hmm. But I actually, when she died, like, I, I, this fire lit within me to, like, really make something of myself because, A, losing her made me aware of how precious time is, but B, like, I really wanted to make her proud. Mm -hmm. So, Losing her kind of lit this fire inside of me, but like my lifestyle was actually the thing depressing me. I really didn't enjoy how I was spending my time. I didn't enjoy my job. I didn't enjoy, you know, living far away from friends and family, which I was at the time. So, and for the longest time, I just, I didn't change it. So I chose it. I chose the circumstances that were depressing me. I chose to stay in the job that just, it just didn't align with my gifts and what I felt I was called here to do as a human. Um, you know, I wasn't changing my location. So I was living far away from friends and family. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a social creature. I like to be around the people. But again, I wasn't changing it. So I was choosing the isolation. Um, and, and then obviously, because I wasn't happy with my job, and I wasn't 
uh, socially, you know, emotionally connected on the weekends, I would go out and distract myself and numb myself, get super drunk and then wake up on Sunday and be like, Whoa, what happened? And then Monday I wouldn't change anything. So I would choose it again for a whole nother week. And so when obviously things changed when I decided to change, um, and sometimes it is that simple. It's a decision followed by an action, right? And, um, you know, I, I, this is when I really pivoted into fitness uh, because at the time, fitness was the call on my heart. And uh, I moved. I moved cities. I, I moved in, you know, where I had very, very close, close supportive friends. I moved. Like, some of these big, scary shifts that my brain didn't want me to make, I had to do it. Because if I didn't, I would be choosing the circumstances that were really making me unhappy. So for you, like start to take inventory, like where, cause typically there's comfort or fear that prevent us from changing, right? Mm -hmm. There's comfort or fear that is urging us to settle, urging us to choose the thing that we know no longer serves us. So, yes. you know, Nick, what's an example of your life where, whether it was comfort or fear, there was something going on that you didn't change. And you were like, shit, like I'm actually choosing to do this to myself. Mm, yes. Yes. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you pitched it my way. Uh, so the example that I have in my life is after my daughter was born, Lucy, love her to death. Lucy! Uh, what up, Luce? She, so obviously she was a, a big blessing in my wife and I's life, but as anybody that's listening to this that has, has children or even just anything that enters into their life that rocks their world in a way that really shifts what responsibilities you have or um, just how your day goes, uh, you tend to uh, do things, not, you, you go into survival mode is what happens. So what happened with my wife and I is there was a good amount of time after my, my daughter was born where our attention and our, and our responsibility was so focused on her that in terms of taking care of ourselves, our nutrition, for instance, was something that we kind of just started to mail in. We would order in quite a bit. We would have frozen pizzas all the time because it was convenient and it was comfortable. And our attention and our um, focus at the time was, was trying to figure out how to be new parents. So that, that circumstance that was in our lap, which was amazing, also caused us to, to make some choices to not change our, our nutrition and our habits. But after a while, and this is what the, the crux of this is, those choices that you make out of fear or comfort, ours was out of comfort and convenience for our nutrition and, our, and what we were taking into our bodies. They are, the choice that you make to not change might benefit you in the moment. Like it was benefiting my wife and I because we didn't have to take time thinking about meal planning or or, or taking care of ourselves. It was just like, today, we're going to get through today by ordering pizza. And tomorrow, we're going to get through tomorrow by um, ordering Chinese. It just became like this next 24 hours survival mode uh, thing that we were choosing because in that moment, it was, it was the comfortable thing to do. But long term, as I started to, you know, we, we went through this for a few months, started to think about what is what is what our daughter really needs? Like, yeah, we were doing it for our daughter. We needed to show up for her in those beginning stages because we were new parents. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. But long-term to serve her best, to serve ourselves best, we needed to kind of figure out our nutrition and stop <laughs> having frozen pizzas all the time. Um, so the, the choice to move out of what was comfortable into maybe what was uncomfortable or putting a little bit more on our, our plate 
not not literally. We took a little bit off our plate. Pun intended. But, uh, pun intended. <laughs> uh, it, it made a, it like we had to put the choice back in our court. We had to stop ignoring the fact that we were consciously choosing this um, this way of life because of being new parents. We had to say like, no, we have a choice in this. Our choice has been convenience. Our choice has been comfort. But long term, what is going to serve us best, which will then serve Lucy best and everything else that we touch is we need to take care of ourselves. And that meant cooking more. That meant actually going grocery shopping instead of just ordering food in and, and all of these things. So it, it, the, the choice of the moment was comfort, but it was a momentary and fleeting thing of comfort and stability or comfort and uh, convenience because over time you compound what that choice was doing to us. You know, gladly we shifted out of it, but if we would have continued to, to go down that path, um, we wouldn't have been able to show up as powerful parents for her because we would have been physically sluggish. We would have been giving ourselves uh, nutritionally things that weren't valuable to us. Um, and it, it wouldn't have been a good fit. So you have to, at some point, understand that your momentary comfort or your momentary uh, escape of the fear that is scaring you from leaving that job, leaving that relationship, doing something that might be uncomfortable, um, that momentary thing, if you continue to, to favor what feels good right now, what, what feels like uh, the right thing to do in this moment, if you keep favoring that over time, you compound that, it's not going to be beneficial for your well-being, your, your long-term success, happiness, or what have you. It's, uh, it's a tricky thing, and you have to be aware of that and kind of wake up to it. But again, back to the, the title and the theme of this episode, if, you, if you're not changing it, you are every day, every moment, every time that you go to choose what you think is on autopilot, you are actively choosing it. And I mean, ours was we were actively choosing poor nutrition because it was comfortable, it was convenient. And for Julian, like he was actively choosing something um, that, well, I'll let you say, what were, yeah. out of comfort or fear, what was the bucket that your choices for not changing would have fallen into? Yeah, out of fear of the unknown, out of fear of failure, out of fear of uh, self-doubt, right? Like, shoot, I've never done things like this before. So if I've never done it before, I'll probably never be able to do it in the future, right? Like, that's, 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 the, that's, a, funny, that's a funny loop our brain keeps us in. You've never done it before, so how are you going to do it? <laughs> well, well, guys, if you're here listening, you learned English at one point. You all know how to drive cars for the most part. You walk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just flawed logic because that's how you grow and expand anyway. It's called neuroplasticity. Your brain will change based on what you expose it to. So I didn't know about that at the time. So that was <laughs> that this is future Julian talking to past Julian, but at the time, yeah, it was fear. It was fear that was keeping me that was influencing me to settle for the lifestyle, for the job, for the location, for the place I was that was creating feelings of depression within me. So yeah, it was fear. And so for, the, for you listening, if you have this voice whispering in your ear, hey, I think you know something is off. Hey, I think you know you're settling somewhere. Hey, I think you know you can be more. You can have more. You can do more. That voice is probably right. That voice is your soul trying to urge you to awaken. Hmm. And if you want to know where to start, because I know there's a lot of people out there who are ready for change. They just don't know where to start. They don't know. Um, they want clarity and I love clarity and clarity, like kind of just a fancy word for 
ask yourself a powerful question to just answer. Tell yourself the freaking truth. So if you do want change and you do want clarity, where in your life are you being guided by comfort or fear? Start there. Start there. Start choosing differently there. Start changing there and watch this life start to unfold for you in a really, really cool way. And one thing I wanted to say back to Nick's example too, because a lot of us, we keep these, these, these habits and these patterns that don't serve us. We keep them in our life because it's actually a very unselfish motivation. It's for my daughter. It's for my family. It's for my business. It's for my cats. YouTube <laughs> I need channel, to feed. right? <laughs> I need to feed right? the cats. It's for my cat's career as a cat star. Um, yeah. We have these noble ways that we justify it, but just as Nick was saying, when we put ourselves last, when we settle, we are everything that's everything in your life is an extension of you. So your family, how you show up for your family, how you show up for your career and business, how you show up for your relationship, that stuff doesn't come out of nowhere. That stuff's a direct extension of you. So when you put yourself last, when Nick was fueling up on frozen pizzas filled mm-hmm. with a bunch of crap and preservatives and all this stuff, they were tasty though. They were. Oh gosh, you DiGiorno, I would just marry you. Um, <laughs> Yes, they are delicious and our human mind body loves them. But if Nick's main goal was to show up as the greatest version of himself as a dad, as a leader, as a business owner, as a coach, as a teacher, because all of those things lead to him being an amazing human that Mm -hmm. also comes back in the form of him being a great dad by fueling himself like crap, Mm -hmm. he was actually disadvantaging the things that are extension of him. So in some way, shape or form, by fueling himself with all that poo, he was making himself less adequately charged nutritionally as a dad. And when our fuel source sucks, we're more reactive. Our hormones and neurochemicals and our gut brain axis is all cattywampus. And we end up diminishing our power and clarity to do the things that we care about. So for all of the, you people out there that are like, yeah, but I'm, do, I'm like, I'm making these sacrifices. I'm, you know, for the sake of this person or this family or this venture, this, this noble thing. That's amazing, but you got to get you got to get a little selfish and understand that when you win, everything that's an extension of you win. When you're healthy, when you're honoring yourself, you are then more capable and powerfully suited to go and honor and serve the things that are an extension of you: your family, your relationships, your business, um, your cat's YouTube channel, all those cool things. When you win, when you put yourself first, when you invest in time and energy and change and money into yourself, all these things win too. So it's a very, it's a selfishly unselfish game. Mm. But, you, but you, if you're stuck living in survival mode, you, you can't see it that way. Correct. Yes. And I, just something that um, I now want to talk about because that's woo, what I'm doing. Nick Smart, <laughs> listen to Nick. I have a brain. It's uh, it, so that, Let's, let's talk about these two choices that you have. You have the choice to change. You have the choice of like, I want to do something different with my life. I want to stop eating frozen pizzas. I want to get back in the gym, whatever. There's that choice, the courageous choice. And then there's the easy choice because often the choice to not do anything is the easier one. It's the, the simpler one. It's the one that other people in your life are going to validate for you. Like back to my example, if I told someone else that in the early months of, of being a parent, I'm like, yeah, you know, we've been ordering out a lot. We've been eating frozen pizzas a lot. Anybody else, aside from maybe, you know, the, the really cool people in my life that would call me on my shit, would <laughs> Julian just flip me off on the camera. <laughs> would, would probably be like, oh, you know, it's a, you know, 
it's a new season of your life, you're a new parent, it's all good, it's okay. Like other people, most other people, will validate the easy choice within you. So like if it's your job that you've been you know, fighting with, you wanna leave, you wanna find a different career path or something like that, there's going to be people that are like, ah, you know, you gotta pay the bills. There's going to be people that will bring you back to the easy choice and, and, and steer you back towards it. And you have to understand that that's gonna be a part of the process. They're going to kind of uh, funnel you back towards the easier choice, the courageous choice, the one that's going to you know, bring your life the most amazing experiences is the one that you have to kind of go against the grain. You have to shift over to something that you desire, not necessarily that other people desire because it, it, it has to come back to what you want. And so the courageous choice might be getting back in the gym. Even if somebody else is like, oh, you don't have to go back in the gym, it's fine. Like, I don't go to the gym anymore. It's because you're a parent or it's because you, you've been working all this time. Like, you don't have to be in the gym or I, I wanna start my own business and somebody else is gonna be like, no, why would you do that? That's a lot of risk. That's a lot of, like, they're just gonna keep steering you back to the easy choice. So if you feel other people steering you back, if you feel other, uh, other forces kind of validating the easier choice, let that be a signal that this is probably the, the choice I'm making out of comfort. This is probably the choice that I'm making out of fear. And if I want something different, if I don't want to stay in this place where I'm complaining and I'm feeling like a victim and I'm feeling like life is happening to me, then I have to buck the trend. I have to say, you know what? Even though everybody else is pointing in the direction of what seems to be the sensible thing, the, the more appropriate thing, my heart is telling me that I want to go this way. Is, is Buck the Trend, is that a dad saying? I've never heard of that. You know what? I'm going to Google it while you riff Buck a little bit. Buck the Trend. <laughs> All right, guys. You heard it here. You heard it here. Buck the Trend. Buck whatever that means. Buck the Trend. Um, but yeah, so it really just comes down to waking up. Uh, pause. Buck the Trend is a colloquial, colloquialism that refers to when a securities price moves in the opposite direction to the broad market. In technical analysis, bucking the trend is often seen as a powerful reversal signal. Ha! Oh. Thanks. Thanks, Google. You're going to listen to Nick. The guy can barely read. <laughs> anyway, Nothing it's like true. It, it, it's true. When you step up and create really powerful change, you have to understand that as a society, we've been conditioned to listen to the part of our brain that wants comfort, that wants to avoid the thing that we fear. So, if you are looking for validation in your social circles, yeah, a lot of people are going to, A, they're going to, they're going to, they want you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, right? Like everyone, and it's not because they're like trying to sabotage you, right? Like they just want you to feel comfortable in the moment. So yeah, if, if, if Nick was to say uh, to his, you know, his coworkers, yeah, just been eating a lot of crap, you know. A lot of them, they're not going to confront Nick and call him out because they just want to be comfortable in that moment. So they're going to be, yeah, man, that's, that's cool. So it's important to understand that you are the source of your change. Your heart knows it. Your heart is not just this beefy muscle that pumps blood throughout your body. They've done studies, science is showing now that your heart is really this, this sensory organ. It's collecting feedback and it's communicating to you. But your, your brain speaks in thoughts, 
your heart speaks in really powerful emotions and intuitive direction. So by turning to your heart more and your brain less, by turning to your heart more and to your friends and coworkers less, even though they have great intentions, you are your compass and you know this. So the more time you can actually spend in distraction-free silence or meditation or just with a pen and paper and a journal, you'll, you'll understand this stuff will become, this stuff will float its way to the surface. Your heart will tell you where are you letting comfort or fear win? And the direction to start moving in will become a lot clearer. So there's, and Nick, you've read Self-Reliance by Mr. Yeah. right? Mm. Um, and it's written in like a very, very old English. It's like, yeah, it's like Shakespearean. Yeah, it's Shakespearean. It's a goddamn nightmare. But like when you can read it and pull the value from it, it is one of the most powerful texts um, that I have ever written. But the whole gist written? is... You wrote it? <laughs> you said Had read it. Read, read, read. We are just grammatically struggling today. Yeah. Uh, but had, had ridden, rode, rid. I read it one time. I read it one time. And the message is, you are your inner GPS. Like you, you have this stuff built into you. You know who you are. You know your passions. You know the shit that is true for you. You know the parts about life and society that kind of piss you off. Like you know these truths that make up who you are. And the more you can stand on those and honor those and take actions on those and choose those instead of settling, this life is going to work out in a really, 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 really cool way. And something Nick and I are going to talk about in future episodes is sometimes you got to hit the fast forward button and, and look like, okay, when I'm dying, what am I really going to give a shit about? At the end of this life, am I going to give a shit about how comfortable I was able to stay or am or, or how much fear I was able to avoid? Or am I going to care about how many times I chose to act on the fucking greatness that was calling on my heart? Whoops, pardon my French. But that's what you're going to care about. And the impact you created while doing it. So I get it. When we're in survival mode, life is happening at us. We have a big to-do list that never seems to end. And people, are, there's demands and daily duties. I get that. But sometimes you got to press pause, fast forward and say, okay. At the end of this whole journey, am I going to care about the comfort I was able to keep in my life the fear I was able to avoid or the amount of times I was able to rise above that. And if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're going to care about the latter, not the former. What do you think, Nick? What do you I mean, think? I, I would confirm what you're saying. Um, I would say that what you said is, is quality stuff. I also have, have read and, and, and seen like little uh, videos of, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought up like the idea of contemplating your own death or contemplating what is it going to matter when it's all over. And um, I don't know if it's actually said in that book. Uh, what is that book called? Um, there's like the top five reasons or top five things that people. Uh, uh, it was like the, the lady that was working in hospice and she like interviewed people. Yes. Yes. Um, she, uh, wrote, she wrote a book about like yeah. what, what people on their deathbed were reflecting on essentially yeah. and what they um, regretted. Like, yeah. so regrets of the dying. Like one of the top regrets of people that are, are on their way out is the things that they did not do. They hardly ever regret the, the choices they did make powerfully, the, the action they took towards whatever they, they felt they needed to do. It was the things that they reflected back on and said, I didn't do this or I should have done this differently. And back again to the, the theme of this, this episode, which is if you don't change it, you choose it. If you are choosing to not 
do something. That is going to be something that's going to weigh on you as you get to, to the end of, of your time here. Because if your heart is calling you to do something differently, if it is a relationship that isn't right for you, if it is a job that isn't in line with, with how you want to operate in this world, if it's you know a business venture that you're like, this isn't the one, um, you have to understand that at the end of this thing, your regrets are probably going to be more so of what you chose not to do. And if you want to avoid those regrets, then you get to proactively make choices here and do those, uh, do so in a courageous way, making the choices that maybe aren't the most popular, maybe aren't the ones that are going to be validated by the people around you, but you know deep down that they are what you need, they are what you desire, they are what are calling you forward. So again, if you're not changing parts of your life that feel off to you and just stagnant they feel stagnant (laughs) they feel stagnant you are choosing to stay there and don't don't wait until that moment of regret to then be like oh i should have done it differently do it differently now make a bold choice make a, a bold change and and really push forward into what is going to feel uncomfortable what is probably going to evoke some fear in you. But my boy over on the other side of this call, I mean, he's called the Fearless Life Project for a reason. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh. DMX is on the call. Dog. (laughs) Living without, well, not without fear, but with less fear, knowing that you can be courageous and that on the other side of those uncomfortable decisions that you know are the right thing for you, um, that's where the, the really cool stuff in life gets to happen. And I think both Julian and I have made some bold choices that have taken us out of what felt comfortable and what did probably scare us a little bit. Um, and it's in those choices that we get to sit here and, and chat with you guys because not because we're super cool people because we did that, but we have experienced life to a certain extent that we have things to share with you. We have, we have knowledge and, and truth to share with you because we've gotten to the other side of those choices. So if you're sitting there, whether it be a relationship or a business thing or a job thing or a financial thing or a family thing that you feel victimized by, really dig into, are you, is there anything that you can do? And if there is something that you can do and you're not doing it, that means you're choosing to stay where you are. And it yeah. sucks to swallow that pill, but swallowing it might be the thing that will make you change. And we've all been there. You've yeah. all been there. And everyone you walk by on the street, they're all, they're all battling. They're all doing their same version of this too. So it's important to understand if you're listening to this, you're like, shit, Nick's calling me out. Yeah, because you're a human being and we just, Nick and I know how the human brain works. So like, yeah, we know somewhere you're avoiding change because your brain doesn't like change. Um, you're avoiding, you're, you're choosing something. You're choosing to keep something in your life that you know doesn't serve you because you get that familiar emotional hit of hormones when you keep it there. Right. So yeah, you're not broken. You're not defective. You're not a loser. If this is where you're at, like I said, we've all been there, but we want this episode to be your wake up call because you were put here on purpose. You're listening to this on purpose. You're a human, you're alive on purpose. So, and I can just guarantee you that your purpose isn't, to let comfort and fear drive you into settling. I just like the world 
is not going to get the best version of you. Your family's not going to get the best version of you. You're not going to get the best version of you. You're going to be a really unhappy deathbed person. Mm. If that's your upper operating modus operandi, MO, yes, whatever the, that is, the right? MO, modus operandi. The modus operandi. Yes. Bend the trend. Buck the trend. I'm Buck Nick. I know, all, I know all the sayings. I have hair. Um, but anyway, guys, so as we wrap this up, you know, we had a really, we had a really awesome fan reach out and say, you guys talk about a lot of great stuff, but at the end, just leave me with like one, one bite-sized, implementable, cool thing to do so that between this episode and the next episode that I listen to, I can get better. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Yeah, so we listen me, to the people. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to say, again, take five minutes, 10 minutes. Put your fucking phone away. Oops, part of my French again. This is a uh, views your views your expression advice or whatever viewer discretion. Viewer discretion. Listener discretion. Listener discretion. All right. There's a couple f bombs here, people. So take ten minutes. Put your phone down. Get a pen. Get some paper. Where in your life are you letting fear or comfort drive you? Create the list. It could be one thing. It could be five things. It could be seven and a half. I don't know how you people operate, but on that list, pick one. Pick one and choose to change it. Pick one and choose one thing you can do differently about it. Choose one thing you can add to it or take away from it to make it different. Um, And watch your life unfold. Watch it create a lot of cool space in your life for opportunity and growth to fill. That's what I say. Nick, take them to the bank. What can they do? What what is the one thing? Mm, mm. Uh, I will just kind of piggyback off of Julian's exercise. um, Cool, man. Real original, Nick. Yeah. (laughs) Doing some piggybacking over here. Um, I think it's a powerful exercise. So I'm actually going to do it myself at some point. Oh, yeah. I dig it, Julian. I dig it. But I would assume that as you listen to us ramble for a little bit here, your intuition, the heart of you that, that knows all things, probably guided you towards one part of your life that you know is a little bit stagnant and you've been making some choices out of fear or comfort. And yes, having it all in front of you, I think is, is going to be powerful. So, so do that. When mm-hmm. you find that one thing, or as you look at the list of all the things that Julian ha- has suggested to you, go through that list and ask yourself the question, do you have po- the power to change it? And most times you are going to have that power. You've just made excuses. You've made, or your ego, I should say, has, has given you rational reasons why you, you don't have power here. You are a victim to what's going on. And if you can change it, act. If you can't change it, accept it. Because acting as if, um, you know, if you can't change it and it's something that you have to accept, you need to come to a place of acceptance with it. If it is something that you can change, which is more than likely the case, then act, do something, find one thing. It doesn't have to be a monumental, I quit my job, I run out and I flip off my boss. It doesn't have to be that. Find one simple action that you can do within the next 24 hours, 48 hours that will signal to you, to your mind, to your heart, to your soul that I'm committed to doing something about this because making a list is cool. I think coming to a place of like understanding I have control here is great putting down what that one action is in the next 48 hours and then do it will give you a hit of what it feels like to be courageous in your life. And you deserve that. So that is my, my one thing. Yeah. Off yeah. The piggyback. So, sweet piggyback. I agree. A little one, two punch for you people. So mm, remember mm. if the light bulb has burned out, stop 
choosing to live in the dark. So if you want your review to be read at the beginning of next week's episode, we give you a special shout out. You got to leave us a review, you dingus. So if you liked this, please take 38 seconds to like us, subscribe, and leave a review because, hey, we love giving you guys all this powerful stuff for free, but the reviews help us know we're doing a great job. It helps us know where to pivot the podcast. Um, So please take 38 seconds and do that. We would be ultimately appreciative and we'd love to hear from you as well. So find me on the Instagram, Julian underscore fearless life. Nick, where can they find you? They can find me at Buck the Trend. <laughs> no, they can find me at Nick underscore moving past mediocre. Uh, yeah, find us, follow us, share the episode, tag us in your stories. We love jamming mm, yes. in the stories. Mm. Tag us, tag us. It's and, the bomb. Uh, let us know not only what you got from this episode, but let us know what you want to hear in the future. Because literally, when we, when we hear suggestions from... Uh, oh, we take them. Yeah, we want to give you guys the goods. We don't want to just stand up on a pedestal and then act like we know everything because we don't. Um, but we do want to give you guys uh, powerful information from the experiences that we've had that um, will be relevant to the, the information or the requests mm-hmm. that you guys have. So make sure to reach out. Make sure to let us know what you want and need from us and we will be happy to deliver it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, friends. Until next time on the new School of Success, Go out and be somebody. Do something that you would never do before. Mm. Anything Boom else, sh- Julian? <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Yes. Adios, Boom shakalaka. Here's the bell. Bye-bye.